0: Hey, Prospectors! Bonus pod for you today. I had a chance to sit down with our friends from Locked On Auburn and interview Auburn head baseball coach Butch Thompson. We talked about their successful weekend in Arlington at the State Farm College Baseball Showdown. They lost to Oklahoma but beat Texas Tech and Kansas State. We also talked some pitching development and Auburn's thoughts behind the concept of coaches calling the game from the dugout and why they prefer to not do it.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are now joined by Auburn head baseball coach, Butch Thompson. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. You got to feel good, uh, I I assume, about how, uh, how your guys played
1: out in Arlington this weekend. We, we had a great experience, you know, getting to play the the three schools that we played in Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and Kansas State. You know, yeah. those, those are three great coaches, you know, Skip Johnson and uh, Tim Tadlock and, uh, co- of course, Pete Hughes, just getting to play those teams. Um, I think Texas Tech and Kansas State's first time Auburn baseball has played those in history. So yeah. it was a great experience. Uh, for a coach, you know, if you drop the first game and you win the next two, that shows a little bit. A coach likes to see that. Um, but it is three of the 56 games, and it's one weekend. So if we'd have won three games, hopefully we're preparing just as good today. If we'd lost all three, um, <clears throat> you know, you guys might not be saying nice things about us, but at least we'd still be intact and and, and working. But but winning two out of three is probably, you know, it was positive. Um, there were some really good things that happened. It looked like the starting pitching was in control. The defense traveled. You always like to see that in baseball when you can right. go to a – a venue in your defense really hold up that way. Our our bats were slow to start. We wound up having a good game three offensively, but uh, got to play in a big moment. You got to play in what it felt like was a Friday night in the SEC ball game and a a two-to-one game. Uh, A a lot of things happen. Um, We'll see moving forward how we we build on some things that we didn't do as well. And if some of these perceived strengths from a small little glimpse – Will hold up with some consistency,
2: Coach. You've talked about this, you know, a, a ton over the last few seasons. But early in the season, it's all about getting information and, and learning more about your roster and your team and the rotation. What are some of the What are some of the things that you got to walk away from this weekend, learning about the, specifically the the pitching rotation?
1: I thought a poise is a word that I would use. Um, yeah. You know, we're trying to build up a guy off surgery for ten months, and and Tommy Sheehan, the transfer from Notre Dame. Um, and they locked him down. They fouled all, everything off that he was throwing up there, and he was at 33 pitches. We had hoped for 60, but 33 in one sitting is too much for me to be comfortable with. And we went right to – we were in a piggyback system, knowing that he may only go two or three to begin with, so we were not alarmed or, or set back and had a good plan for that. And Jordan Armstrong went four scoreless. Um, the poise of Joseph Gonzalez the first five innings against Texas Tech in that environment – that was very much a road game for us with how many Texas Tech people showed up at the ballpark and his his poise was off the charts and same thing I just carried that into Sunday and Trace bright got us off to a great start and was just five innings you know two hits uh those guys showed real poise for us and you know you know pitching was our biggest challenge Zach from us from last year to it being the you know, three or four seasons we had had before with, uh, you know, playing really good baseball, and that was our challenge. So the poise of those three men on the mound, I think, set the tone. And uh, and then being in that one-run ball game and getting to the last three frames and Carson Skipper, a, you know, a senior doing good work for us, uh, and then Blake Burkhalter, the guy that we tried to advertise as our closer, was at least successful in that first opportunity. And, you know, really – you know, we, we had to face some left handers. We had to face the Washburn in the two hole that went four for five on opening night versus Michigan. And arguably, you know, some around the country feel like we had to face Jay Sean, you know, the the best position player in college baseball. And for us to have success there, hopefully their guys can bank that. But the starting pitching and then that's a good example of a close ball game in the back end holding up, I think is good for us.
0: You know, you you talk about those two guys in that Texas Tech lineup and, and how potent they are. Joseph Gonzalez seemed to be making a concentrated effort to, to establish the slider early and and, and really show improved break, improved control. Is that something that you guys discussed and was an intentional decision of the coaching staff, or is that just part of players playing the game that they're comfortable with and what they wanted to do?
1: Well, you know, Armstrong and Gonzalez um... – bright to a lesser degree but armstrong and gonzalez are more about like when 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 i've had some of the best staffs in america i had a four-year run there before i got back here and it was a lot of sinker balls um armstrong and gonzalez feature that and we've been so vertical stacking the last few years in college baseball to see how hard you can throw it and Can you throw something up in his zone? You could throw a breaking ball that would tunnel and share space with it. But these guys are back to some guys that I love. It's the sink and it's the slider. Um, uh, It's the Tim Hudson style is, you know, at least for this weekend, it held up so well. Um, uh, But but Joseph, just having a second pitch and being able to throw the slider first, it allows the fastball to play another foot. But, yeah, Washburn and Young are two great examples that we just mentioned or left-handers that you don't want to get up out over the plate for them to have those big softball swings. Um, and, and the sink helped with that. The sink was a, they were able to get a slider over early. Now the hitter's got to respect that. Now his wheels start turning to thinking. And then when they do get the fastball, if it's running down and away from him, um, you know, it played well. We we did think a sinker was the best way to kind of, I mean, it seemed like all their guys looked like Nate LaRue on our team. They were all six four. Two thirty, and they had a whole lineup of them. And, 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 you know, it's one thing to say, to try to pitch and get beneath them. It's another thing to show the poise that I mentioned, but also the conviction, it was not a timid uh, way to go about it. And we had to throw to a thimble, both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texas tech umpire was as tight as you're going to see in a college baseball season. And, and our guys did well. We walked too many, uh, but we didn't give up many hits. And, uh, you know, no extra base hit. I think we give it one extra base hit on the weekend for a college baseball staff against three Big 12 opponents. I, yes, I'm not going to allow me to talk to you or my team and talk about warm and fuzzy. I'm going to say the score takes care of itself. But there's some things you can draw out there that was done at a pretty pretty high level for an opening weekend.
0: Yeah, and, and talking about doing things at a high level, Trace Bright on Sunday seemed to be – Better than he has been recently at at getting strikes on both sides of the plate, and then really doing a lot of work high to low to kind of change a batter's eye level and keep him off balance. Was that also something that he's specifically worked on, or did it just happen to work out game flow wise and strategy that that was the approach he took?
1: Well, you know, they were thrown into something last year. They were not the one, two, and three. Yeah, <laughs> but when one, two, and three missed six to eight weeks, they became you know having to step up and try to play some of those roles. Uh, They're more prepared for it. Uh, That's another six to eight to ten months of like, hey, these are the things i got to get better at and do. And at least for one outing, you at least – they can claim that, hey, I'm doing some necessary things that will afford me success. So I think it's some growth and development, and it's a backhanded – it's a backhanded positive that they got to get some experience last year, even if it was – tragic at times um it, it, it's helping them more if they'd had to set the bench it might be a slower start they got to really pitch and grow some last year maybe before they were ready mm-hmm. and before we wanted them to be in some of those spots but it, it could be to their advantage now because it, you here recently even the months leading up since we've been back in january they, they've been executing at a higher level and i think it's because of the experience they got last year and then just Natural growth and development. They want to be great. And they worked hard at that in this offseason to get to get ready for this moment. And that's what was so good about going on the road, playing great people the first weekend. We kind of just jumped off a cliff and survived. And then that's a good thing. Sure. Coach,
2: what was it about this offseason where I mean it, it seems like there's really been some 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 buzz around this program with I mean, you you talked about it before a few weeks ago about Operation Atmosphere. Auburn baseball sold out of season tickets. My family was part of that. We're season ticket holders supporting you guys. But what do you think is about it this off season kind of, you know, going into this season?
1: I just think people believe in our program and I think we can be competitive. And I think we had shown that, you know, going to Omaha for the first time in 22 years, the program's only been to three super regionals. We've been to two of those. Um, So I think people still believed in our program and uh, it's thank you for, for, you know, being part of our program and buying those season tickets. But sure. 20 was the first time that we had sold out the park, and actually we eclipsed that rate this time. So we've sold more season tickets than ever before going into the season. It's not coming off a World Series. We didn't get to come off that World Series and and have that park packed. So Operation Atmosphere, there were so many things that we had planned for 20 because we were felt like a young program that built up to a certain level and we didn't get to enjoy it. And I think our people just realize it like, all right, that was rough, but we believe that this can be one of our good programs like so many other uh, of our sports. And so people stepped up to the plate for us. I've tried to remind our players of that operation atmospheres to honor our students because we've done so good in some other sports and baseball and some others. We need to transcend that and grow that out where a student, if he wants to have a baseball experience that, You know, maybe not rival the jungle, but jungle's part. I was with those people yesterday. We're trying to get the jungle as it rolls in basketball finishes. That the jungle comes and you know does some things for us. We've created a space for them. Um, uh, Operation Atmosphere is just a hunger to help us take the next step. And it's been six and a half years since I've been here. Some. Uh, some facility things are starting to happen. I think there's something big on the horizon. Operation Atmosphere finally getting to the students. This stuff didn't just come overnight. It's just it was tabled a little bit, and now that we feel like, hey, let's go, and it's an important time that everybody, students, our fans, our people in our community, and, you know, hopefully our players and coaches do our part too, uh, and we could all meet at a great place. But this, is, this can be a blast. Uh, we are – absolutely looking forward to this season and you know i like our players and i like our coaches and i like the preparation that we've had and uh, we are so so aware of how many people are behind us right now and we intend to uh, to give them our best each and every day
0: you know you mentioned the, the facilities and you have that lovely new spot out behind right field for the the, the pitchers and the hitters to work in. How have you taken some of the the baseball lessons that Coach Shoep taught you, for instance? You know the the stuff that you've been following for years. It holds up, and how have you adjusted that to account for all of the new information you can get from a TrackMan, from a Rap Soto, and still keep it simple for the guys? Because I feel like it's really easy to have information overload.
1: Yeah, you can overcoach in anything, right? You can overcoach your child. You can overcoach a, if you're doing any sport. You can overcoach anything. Um, so. One, it's incumbent upon us to keep trying to grow and learn and have people. We've we've outsourced some some analytics people because really, um, you know, my playing days was non-existent. Tim Hudson, as great of a career as he's had, winning two hundred twenty-three games, that stuff was was maybe starting to happen right at the end of his career. So we are outsourcing not only for to help develop our players but to teach the coaches. And so we have to take every bit of that information and get it down to the simplest form before it's in, before it's introduced to the players. You, you can't give the <laughs> we're, we're not trying to give you know algebra algebra seven to the players. We're, we're trying to get it down where it's one plus one equals three and what would create their best version of themselves. and, and that's hard mm-hmm. because everybody likes to talk a big game and talk about everything that they know. And if you – Coach Shoop, the greatest – one of the greatest thing he told me, Lindsey, is to teach what you know. And I think what bad coaches do or bad instructors do um, is they just, you know, they guinea pig this thing. And they like – they think something's right and they throw it out there. Um, and if it's not true, it can lead to a lot of problems. Um, so teach what you know. Learn more where you can teach more. But just stay in that realm of teaching what you – which you know is very important,
2: coach. You guys return home to to Plainsman Park for the first time this season as we record this Tuesday afternoon. You guys are getting ready for Troy um, Wednesday at at five o'clock local time. What uh, what can we expect? Uh, what can we expect from the Tigers uh, Wednesday evening?
1: Yeah, we better throw some lefties. I, I expect uh, Troy to come in here with about six left-handed hitters. They opened up very successfully at home versus Holy Cross. Uh, Schuyler Mead's a new head baseball coach. He's been the pitching coach at uh, South Carolina. Uh, good friend. Uh, really good pitching guy. Uh, they've hit 12 home runs. The Auburn Tigers have hit zero. So can we keep them in the ballpark? Can we take the sting out of these left-handed hitters? Um, she hands left-handed to get us started. Um, we're, we we want to get him going, but we threw him opening day. So that's that's enough respect right there for Troy that we would bounce him back quick and try to get twofold for him to get us off to a good start and him to hopefully start growing and navigating because we really believe in Tommy um, Carson Skipper only through the one inning. So you can look for Carson Skipper, Hayden Mullins, you know, some of our best left-handed offerings, uh, um, we'll, we'll probably be in that game. Burkhalter will be back up. I know we got yeah. Yale coming this weekend and we better play good against them because we'll probably work for them one day. These guys are <laughs> brilliant. So but we're, we're going to let Wednesday happen before we get to the weekend and try to put our best foot forward. Cause we know we're going to face a, a four and O club that feels good and got a new coach and, you know, bring trying to bring in a lot of momentum and we both feel like we have it and you're, you're either trying to get it or keep it uh, uh, momentum and, uh, both teams are coming in feeling pretty good about themselves, even though it is early on. So, it, it should be a good ball game before basketball kicks up. We've moved up to five o'clock. Uh, that game, um, we're, we're hopefully some of the Auburn fans can can have a great night taking in a couple of exciting contests on campus. You touched on
0: on teaching guys and kind of educating them just real quick on my podcast, Locked On MLB Prospects. We talk a lot about how professional teams struggle to find good catching prospects because so many college teams now call the games from the dugout. And Auburn's been a team that historically has let the players on the field call their own game and kind of go through. Can you shed some light on your philosophy as far as how it comes balancing the needs to win the games with the balancing of developing players and developing men,
1: really? You're touching in an area of change. So in in 19, um, we did about half and half. Before that, our players absolutely call their own game. I, I think it creates more conviction and more ownership and actually more growth. I think at the end of the day, if you can't if – a, if a pitcher after a ball game can't get on, you know, an interview, uh, maybe with you guys, and he can't well, – if Coach Thompson or Coach Hudson hadn't called that slider an eighth out of one, the ball game, uh, when that's removed and you can't pass the buck, then you're you're, you're getting closer to getting to choose the option of ownership uh, this year. Uh, I asked. I did ask Tim because we have the electronic communication. How many pitches did you call this weekend? And he thought it was less than 10 a game. And so we held up. We feel like we held up very well, giving up three or less hits in each of the nine-inning ball games, and I, I think 10 hits on the weekend and four earned runs in a three-game series against three Big 12 opponents. So a lot of conviction and ownership. So when you talk about Armstrong or we talk about Gonzalez or we talk about Burkhalter. We talk about Trace Bright. See, they can bank that. That was them. That mm-hmm. wasn't Tim Hudson thinking for them. Right. That was them having full ownership. They had great outings and they made great decisions. And I just think that builds a better man. When, when we had Casey Mize, when S- Steve Smith came here as a pitching coach, it was Casey Mize's junior year. and Casey was really concerned. He'd come in and said, I don't want Coach Smith calling my pitches. And I'm like, I won't let him. And he wound up being 1-1. One, one. But Casey walks out here with ownership, and do not we don't go with them. You know, they don't get to a point, and they go 1-1. One, one. And then I go in the Detroit system with them, and he I'm a security blanket for him to try to make it to the big league. So you better do a good job coaching him. You better make some decisions of like, all right, I got him for this moment in time. How am I going to help him be a better man? Am I going to set a good example? And what are the teaching methods? Um, so we run our own game, not just to try to build a better man, Uh, We think it builds a better pitcher too. I I think it's a win-win in all these categories. Um, Is there some suffering? Yeah. But if you're hanging around and you're at the end of the season, that's how you can hook it up. And I've loved that about some of our postseasons in the past when everybody's like, man, you're done with them. Just understand, I think our concept plays up. And when you get in a pro park like last weekend or you get in Omaha, Nebraska, it's really hard to coach players. Home plate Mm -hmm. is so much further away to win a national championship than it is like, for example, here at Plainsman Park. These players must be prepared. And I think I've had 13 major league ball uh, pitchers since 2014 or whatever it's been. Uh, it's because they were able to run their own show. And I think that is an advantage.
2: Coach, thank you so much for your time. I know you're extremely busy with the, with the start of the season. So thank you again and uh, best of luck on Wednesday and best of luck this weekend.
1: Yep, Zach Lindsey, appreciate you guys. War Eagle. Or you go...